Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Beers and Ears podcast. Matt has set me up as though I have to have a funny pun for this episode, but apparently I don't have one, so you just get me, Casey. And and I am Matt, the person who pressures people to use puns in their intros. But <laughs> this one, bullying, I guess... bullying is not good, no matter how it's done, Matt. Don't bully <laughs> me into doing a pun, seriously. No, see, your your challenge to me was that I need to start coming up with the puns. So um, I, I I will I will uh, I need to make sure that I'm doing better Matt, in these intros. Matt, you're 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 acting like a villain, man. You're acting like a villain. Boom! There's one. <laughs> I don't know if it's a pun, but it works. Saved but it, it works. I saved it. So <laughs> for this episode, we are going to do something a little bit different. So our most popular episodes, in a lot of ways, almost always seem to be the top tens. And we've done a lot with the villains. We've done a top ten Disney villains. We've also done a top ten Disney villain songs. But we decided to mix it up because even though there's been some amazing villains out there, Disney also hasn't exactly had the best villains in some of their stuff either. And after our conversation with my brother a couple of weeks back and, and Matt's villain theory that something that makes a compelling movie is having a compelling villain, we kind of thought about it. It's like, okay, what are some of the, the villains that are out there that aren't so compelling? So that's kind of where we're going with this today is the worst top 10 Disney villains. And when we say worst, we don't mean like they're like the worst in the movies. We mean like they're just bad, like really, really bad. At least that's kind of how I took it. I, I guess lame is a good way to go. say it. Like it's I a like lame that. villain. Um, yeah, this, this, uh, I'll be honest. This was a ton of fun because um, it actually debunked my theory a little bit that some of the villains that I have are from movies that I like. And I think actually good movies. But when I thought about the villain, I was like, this villain's just not really that great. All right. All right. Well, so let's get started. Can, you want to go first? Let me go first. Uh, I need to clarify something. Are we okay. saying that our number one is the lamest villain? Uh, no, I don't know. Because at some point I veered off track and I don't know. I don't know what we're saying here. I just I think we just need to go with it and just have our explanations. Okay, well, I have I have gone with the ten to one for me. Is ten is like you're lame, five is like you're really lame, and one is you're the lamest thing. I don't know why you exist. Okay, my mine's not mine's <laughs> not quite like that. My mine there's some like really Disney, and then there's other ones like man, this is the worst villain ever, but it's not the lamest villain. But there's you'll understand when I get there. Okay, sounds good. Uh, well, I'll kick us off if you don't mind. Sure, go ahead. Um, so I, uh, number 10 for me was Robert Callahan, or I believe Yokai is his name, and that is the villain in Big Hero 6. Ah, I saw him. I didn't put him on my list because I don't remember him. I guess that's the reason why I should have put him on my list. <laughs> hey, proving my point there. Uh, thank you so <laughs> much. Um, so it, it, it's I love Big Hero 6. I love this movie. Um, um, I love watching this movie. Um, um, I love the characters. The heroes feel very... The, the the interactions between all of them are really fun. But there's... Then you've got this villain that it's, again, in true form of these newer movies, 
It's the you don't know who the villain is until two thirds of the way through the movie. And the reveal just doesn't feel exciting or Mm -hmm. shocking. Mm -hmm. And again, the character just feels very like one dimensional, like the, the, the villain isn't like, like, Ooh, yeah. Ooh, I really get that and connect with that. And maybe even side with him a little bit. Like it, it, I think they're trying to do that, but it just kind of falls flat. And what I think stinks about is the, some of the action stuff that when he's like wielding the nanobots is actually really cool. Just the character is just bad. Fair enough. Fair enough. And again, the fact that I don't even remember who he is, it, it kind of proves the point there. So, all right. Um, my number 10 is actually a duel, uh, a duel because they're kind of, they're kind of partners and that's Gantu and Jumba from Lilo and Stitch <laughs> because they're not really villains. They're kind of like they are, but they're antagonists. Like they're, 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 they're trying to get Stitch who is in a lot of ways, Stitch is kind of played up as the villain to begin with. Like he's this big bag monster and they're trying to, you know, get Stitch. But at the end of the day, they're comical, but like comically annoying. And like, I, I, I know there's got to be some kind of sense of urgency in the movie, but in the same regard, like, I just don't feel like they add anything to the plot all that much. And I think for that reason, um, they're pretty, they're pretty much a lame villain in my mind. <clears throat> I, I, I think that's fair. I didn't have them actually on my radar at all, but I think that's a fair <laughs> a fair a fair pick i maybe i just block lilo and stitch out of my mind i don't know <laughs> well I, it was on mine because you know i don't really like the movie so okay uh number nine since we're snaking um is bellwether from zootopia oh and again this is very similar to your pick from big hero six which is you don't really realize she's the villain you know there's someone out there doing all these things and making the animals go wild and then it's her and it's because she has this crazy ideology of of that that wild animals are wild and like it just it it doesn't feel right it just feels off like the reveal just feels like oh oh really oh like it just i don't know i i just i i feel like it's quite the letdown and very similar to your situation with big hero 6 where it's like when the big reveal finally happens you're like oh <laughs> really her and i just i i don't feel i feel like it has all this build up and then you find out it's it's miss bellwether and good build up i i like zootopia it's good oh i do too absolutely and and then yeah it it, it, yeah cookie cutter exactly the same thing with big hero six great movie builds up all this anticipation and then it's like oh okay like you don't get the oh my gosh Uh like i will give um I, I, I apologies if you have him on the list, but Prince Han, I think in Frozen, I think he had a little bit of the shock factor. I agree. He's not on my list for when, that reason. He's yeah, I agree. He's not on my list because he did. It was very much like like you fall for it, like you fall for it, like Anna falls for it. Mm-hmm. And and it feels like he says, "If only there was someone that loved you." You kind of. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like. Oh, and when when Bellwether got revealed or when Callahan got revealed, I didn't go, oh, my goodness. I went, oh, cool, I guess. Sure. Yeah. When Han, when Han, the only time that Han kind of gives it away after you watch it 
and you realize it who he is is when he goes i love crazy like when you hear him say that <laughs> you, you you now like you have the 2020 vision you go oh yeah i should have picked up on that like totally yeah yeah all right what's your number uh number nine Number nine, another movie that I really love, but let me explain my reasoning here, um, is Judge Claude Frollo from The Hunchback of Notre Dame. I almost put him on my list, but I've actually seen him on other lists where he is a top ten villain, so yeah. So here's my argument. Ursula, Scar, other villains like that are villains you love to hate. Yeah, they're the evil ones, but you love them. Judge Claude Frollo is a very evil villain. In terms of villainy, he is in the top 10. But in terms of like characters that I want to love, like I don't love anything about him. He's Fair a enough. creep. He's an absolute yeah. creep. And yeah. I get that that's the, like, that's the character he's supposed to be, but he's not a villain that I'm like, Ooh, yeah, I love to hate him. I maybe even side with him. Like I, I have, I, I don't side with him at all. <laughs> um, and, and, yeah. Just like, he's creepy. He's a weird, creepy old dude. And, and, and so I, I, for that reason, I put him on the list. I, I, I love the hunchback of Notre Dame. I think it's, I think it's very underrated and I, I don't want to necessarily say he's maybe I'm being unfair in putting him on this list, but, um, but I, I just think the top villains are your love to hate. And this is like, just, he just fuels all of the hate and it, it makes you feel really weird when you're watching this movie. That's a fair pick. That's a fair pick. I like it. What's your number seven or number eight? Sorry. Number eight. I have, hang on. I have Cruella DeVille as my number eight. Really? Um, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. We, we've, we've talked about her on the podcast before that neither you and I are, are super big fans of her. And when you really like think about her, she is trying to make coats out of puppy skins, but yet, hires two bumbling idiots to take care of it. And clearly mm-hmm. she has money because she has a nice car and fur coats and all this other stuff. I don't understand why she can't just go buy Dalmatians, why she has to like steal these Dalmatians and potentially get into more trouble. Like if she just bought dogs, like, yeah, like you can just take the fur off. Like it, it, That villain is another one that I think it's like we talked about with Maleficent where post the movie, she's been built up and given more, you know, we've got you know, the, the Cruella trailer just dropped a couple weeks ago. Like they're really trying mm-hmm. to build her up. Not even. But, yeah. But you watch her movie and you're like, Oh, you really don't do anything. And the stuff that you do is just kind of, eh. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a good pick. You're I, I think you're right. She probably should have wound up on my list. Um, okay, my number eight um, is actually a recent one. I made reference to this guy um, uh, in our Soul episode, and that is Terry from Soul. <laughs> because he adds absolutely nothing to the plot whatsoever. He tries to be a villain. They try to make him a villain. But if they, if, I guarantee you they could have pulled him from the movie and the movie would have actually been better. That that's how I know he's a lame villain. I, I I I think he was there for some comic relief when the movie didn't need comic relief. He um I just I feel that his presence was not needed. He is the definition of a lame villain. 
Yeah, I, I feel like he like created the sense of urgency because he was like on the lookout for for the soul that's off on his count. But I agree with you. It, it, I mean, I think villains even being really generous. I wouldn't call him a villain. I would just say he's a plot point. He's an to antagonist. Move it along. I agree. I agree. But that <laughs> antagonist, same, I think, is even being the, too it, generous. It, it, <laughs> in the world that we have live in now with Disney and Pixar, where they don't put villains in the movies anymore, that's the closest thing we got to a villain. So, okay, number seven for me. You're gonna like this one because it's a Muppets reference. Oh, Tex Richmond from the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> he is the pure definition of lame villain like mocked up even with the evil laugh and with his own theme song i'm tex richmond and he does the rap i just i first of all i do love tex richmond i think it's hilarious but i just remember how much fox news got worked up about tex richmond did you hear about that oh of course they did <laughs> that of course. they got worked up about they got worked up about the muppets and tex richmond being short for texas rich man and they had a whole segment on it <laughs> and i just remember thinking oh my god well played disney well played. this is why we don't need 24-hour news networks because that should <laughs> not be a segment like it that's not totally, news it was totally a segment but uh tex um, richmond's on my list in his corny um i'm tex richmond song i think is just hilarious so I, I get it. I think the Muppets um, um, definitely like play into more of a lame villain. I think if you had like an Ursula or a Scar type villain in a Muppet movie, that would just seem off. Out of play. Yeah. Yeah. But sure. uh, but no, I, uh, believe me, honestly, even if you're calling the Muppets bad, anytime we're talking Muppets on this podcast, I'm happy. <laughs> I have talked more Muppets with you on this podcast than I have ever in my life. So you, you obviously are having some, and I will say, and I said this to you in my text earlier, I did try, I did try to go back and watch the Muppets show. And I watched the episode with Steve Martin and I got halfway through and I had to shut it off because it was so boring. So boring. Although I do have to say, I did chuckle when he tried to do the balloon animals without blowing the balloons up. That was kind of funny. <laughs> and then the giant balloon attacked him. I thought that was kind of funny too, but I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, I uh, hear you. I hear you. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It, it, you're, you're also making me watch more documentaries. So we're both rubbing off on each there. other. We're, exactly. We're, we're getting there. So, all right. What's your number seven? Where am I? Let's see. Number seven. Number seven. I have the queen of hearts from Alice in Wonderland. Interesting. Off with your head. I don't get this villain. She is an angry golf enthusiast that likes cherry tarts and beheading people. And like, she doesn't have a plan. She's not like <laughs> trying to take over anything. She's not trying to do, like, she, she just like, she's just there and Alice happens to be in her way. And so she gets angry. Like at, at least, at least judge Claude Frollo has a plan. Like his plan mm -hmm, is to try mm -hmm. to squash the underscum and, you know, do corruption things. At least Cruella DeVille has a plan. This is just, she's just an angry lady and that's all she is. I have a confession. I have never seen Alice in Wonderland. And so really? I don't really know the role she plays. What's funny is my exposure to the queen of hearts is in the show that we're going to be reviewing in about two months 
or maybe a month and a half, um, the uh, Once Upon a Time series. And my exposure to her is as Korra, who is the Queen of Hearts. And I know Queen of Hearts from the parks, and I know her from like Kingdom Hearts, but I don't really have a whole lot of exposure to her um, other than that. I've never seen the, the the animated movie, and I think I've seen the second um, Alice in Wonderland live action with Johnny Depp, but not the first one. So... Yeah, I, I, you know, normally this is where I would insert and be like, Casey, you know, really check it out one time. I'm, I'm not sure I really want to recommend that. I mean, it, again, this <laughs> is very personal. Alice in Wonderland is just not one of my favorites. And I, I the Queen of Hearts is a big reason why. Um, so yeah, it, 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 yeah, if you want to watch it, it's I, I don't. It's not a worst movie ever, but I, 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 no, I no let me, let me place my bets. <laughs> let me place my bets. I'll bet if Casey turns this movie on, he will text me about, oh, an hour in, maybe less. I'll, I'll, I'll set the over under at 52 minutes and I'll take the over that he would text me uh, saying it was so boring. I just shut it off. Ah, or I fell asleep. Yeah. One of <laughs> those two things I go to. I fell asleep. Yep. All right. What's your number six? Number six. I have... Shere Khan from the Jungle Book. Really? Let me specify a little bit that I'm talking more about the animated Shere Khan rather than, I think in the live action, they do a better job at making him seem more villainy. In the animated one, he just doesn't get that much screen time. And so I don't get the real villainous thing. And, his whole goal is he's going to wipe out the human race and he's just, that's one fair. Tiger? That's fair. You're right. Cause the live action is much, I mean, maybe and, and I, in my opinion, I believe the live action jungle book is far superior than the, the animated jungle book. So I think for that reason, I think probably my mind is full that Shere Khan in the live action is much more planned out. So I can totally see where you're coming from on that. Yeah, I, I I went more animated. Maybe that was unfair of me because I again no. I, I I am agreement with you that the the live action Jungle Book I think is is top three in live action remakes that Disney has done, mm-hmm. and and I think they really up the ante on Shere Khan's villainy. And part of that is just giving him more screen time. That was the problem in the animated version is they talk about him, but you don't actually see him until the end and. He's not really that scary. He's just like, oh, it's a it's a tiger, and I guess he wants to get Mowgli, and I, I don't know. It just it just doesn't land for me. Yep, I like that. That's a fair pick. Okay, my number six is someone who I mentioned on our podcast last episode, and that is Lady Tremaine. Lady Tremaine, <laughs> Cinderella. Now, is she on your list? She is not. So I just want to call something out before I go into the fact of why Lady Tremaine's on my list. We have now gotten halfway through our lists, and neither of us has had the same villain on our list. That's the first time this has ever happened. It's crazy. Um, it really I, is. This was the list that had the best chance of it happening because, yeah. um, um, you know, I, I, this one, this one, I think has a little bit more of a swing on opinion. So I'm yeah, not necessarily shocked sure. at it, but a, a little bit. I'm honestly a little bit surprised that we haven't had at least one crossover. So the reason why Lady Tremaine is on my list is. Is gonna is really interesting because it's less to do with who she is in the Disney animated movie 
and more to do with who she is in any other adaptation I've seen of Cinderella, specifically um, the the Cinderella with Drew Bar- uh, Drew Barrymore Drew Drew Barrymore. I don't feel that Lady Tremaine and the stepsisters in the animated movie get their just desserts at the end of it. I don't feel like they get punished enough for the way that they treated Cinderella where the one in ever after with Drew Barrymore, even though it's not a Disney movie where uh, uh, you've got um, uh, who plays her. It's Angela, um, Angela, Angelica Houston uh, plays Lady Tremaine and, or the version of Lady Tremaine, her and her, her, her daughters, they get their just desserts. They get knocked down. They get, they get thrown in the laundry of the Royal palace and it's all because Cinderella basically at the end goes, you know, I only hope your majesty that you show them the same regard that they've shown me my entire life or something along those lines. And so I feel like Lady Tremaine is not mean enough and doesn't get enough of her comeuppance, if you will, in Cinderella for the way that she treats Cinderella in the movie. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, she she is a, again, just kind of a mean old lady. <laughs> um you know, this is one of the reasons why, though, I do like the live action Cinderella is because they make her a little more cunning. But, um, yeah, she's just kind of like a cranky step step uh, stepmom that it just is kind of mean. And yep. um, um, doesn't have like, kind of similar to like the you don't love to hate her. Like, it's not like anyone's like, oh, yeah, I understand her motives. And, and you know, I might side with her a couple times. Like, you don't have that with Lady Tremaine. Yep. Completely agree. Um, okay. Number uh, five for me is Taka from Moana. Taka from Moana. This is list? our first crossover. Very good. What do you got her at? I have her as number two on my list. Okay. Interesting. Well, I'll let you do the honors. And if there's anything left over, I'll, I'll take it. Why do you got her as number two? Um, we've talked a little bit about it where, it, but it's almost it, but where the reveal comes late on who Taka actually is, but it's the opposite of what happens with like Bellwether and um and and Callahan, where the beginning starts with Taka and and it's made out to be this lava monster and it's really scary. And then the big reveal at the end, spoiler alert, is that it's not really an evil lava monster. It's just Tafiti that you have to return her heart. And that's who the villain mm-hmm. was. And at, I remember seeing that being like, Oh, okay, cool. That, that's kind of that, where I was at hundred percent. I, the fact that it's Tafiti, it's like a reverse reveal that, you know, you go from having this person who's supposed to be good ends up being bad. In this case, it's, you have this thing that's supposed to be bad that ends up just being, it's good. I think Tamatoa would have been a better villain. Like if they could have figured out a way to make Tamatoa more the villain, I think that would have been a better call. I just, I feel like it was just, it was a letdown. Yeah. And like, there's not a defeat. Well, cause there isn't a, I want to see a defeat of a villain. And it was, it was just like this. Oh, Moana realizes what she has to do and bravely walks up to her and places the heart. And that, unf- I, I, it just, again, I mean, it's been no secret on this pod that I'm not the hugest Moana fan. I think it's a good, not great movie, but, mm-hmm. and, and, and Tika is a big part of that. It's just, they build up this villain yeah. and build it up and build it up. And then it's just this huge letdown. I agree. All right. What's your number five? 
My number five is Prince John from Robin Hood. Interesting. I've only ever seen Robin Hood, I think, once, maybe twice. And so it was hard for me to... I thought about putting him on there, but I don't know enough about him. I was like, well, Matt will, Matt will have him on there if he is really that bad of a villain. Yeah, you you know me so well. Um, I actually like Robin Hood. Um, I really like the movie. Um, I think it's I think it's another underrated one that's 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 fun to turn on every so often. But I feel like they just miscast, not miscast, um, misrepresented Prince John. That he is this thumb sucking, bumbling idiot that just raises taxes on everybody. And I feel like his character should be more of like the ruthless ruler that is, is, is stealing from the poor and taxing them and wringing them dry. And that would be Mm -hmm. a more interesting villain where the thumb sucking, like, like, like baby, like baby child or man child type thing is funny, I guess. But it's not funny enough to go like, oh, yes, I like this rather than I look at the flip side of what we maybe could have is, again, more of a ruthless villain and been like, ooh, maybe I would like that a little bit more. So it just it just again, just the, the representation of that character just doesn't land for me. 100% agree. I 100% agree. Maybe that's one of the reasons why I don't like the movie all that much is he's kind of annoying. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah. What's your number it's four. Just, eh. My number four, hang on, let me, let me, okay, my number four, I've got a pair of Pixar's for my number four and number three, um, so my number four is from uh, the movie Brave, and that is Mordu. Never seen Brave, so it's all oh. yours. This would actually be one that despite Mordu being high on this list, and you'll see as my reasoning in just a minute, this is a, a movie that's worth watching. But the problem with Mordu is he's a bear. That's it. He's a bear. <laughs> a, a very well animated and scary looking bear, but he is a bear. <laughs> Why does that bother you? I mean, I don't get it. I mean, there's a little bit more depth to it. I don't want to spoil it okay. uh, for All you. Right. But 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 the depth that they try to give does not um, does not solve the fact that it's a bear. And... Like, imagine if Scar was just a lion, just an evil lion, didn't say anything, just was a lion. And you'd be like, oh, he's not like a bear that's like bear that talks. He's just a bear. Nope. It's a bear. Uh, That's it. Uh, Wonderfully scary looking bear. Uh, The action scenes with him. uh, Very cool. If they had an action figure of Mordu, I'm in. I want one. Um, but, But just from a villain standpoint, it's a bear and that's it. Okay. That's fair. All right. My number four is bowler hat guy from meet the Robinsons. <laughs> you got him on your list? No, I don't. Cause oh. I, 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 I love bowler hat guy. <laughs> oh, he's hilarious. He's a horrible villain though. Like he's not <laughs> a villain. Like Doris is the villain, not bowler hat guy, bowler hat guy. Like he's funny. But he's not the villain. He looks like the I'm not dude sure how well from... this plan was thought out. <laughs> he, he looks like the dude from Rocky and Bullwinkle, like the the villain from Rocky and Bullwinkle who kind of tiptoes around Boris and Natasha or whatever. I don't know. 
Uh, no, um, I just I. I think I, I I spread this on, or I mentioned this on the Meet the Robinson episode. He's funny, but at the end of the day, we don't get any resolution with him, which I'm not a huge fan of. He just kind of goes away. Um, and, and uh, you know, we, we obviously know that, you know, when, when they go back, when he goes back in time, he's we, we know who he is and he tries to fix it and stuff, but we don't really get a resolution with him. And um, I think Doris is more the, the villain in that. And I think we could have gotten more from Doris. And, um, I don't know. Bowler hat guy just wasn't, wasn't a fan. So, yeah. Um, okay. Number three, um, despite the fact that it's in a great movie and it's one of your absolute favorites, um, he, he doesn't have any hero to fight. And that is Chernabog. Chernabog. Ah. Um, Chernabog, while a compelling villain in a lot of post Fantasia stuff, you know, you see him in Fantasmic. You see him in Kingdom Hearts. You know, he's he's played up in lots of other things. Um, in the movie Fantasia alone, he's he just, there's not really a hero he's fighting against. He just is what he is. And I don't know. Um, to, go back, always... to go back to my Mordu thing, he's just a demon. That's it. Yeah, he's just a demon. Here you go. He's just a <laughs> demon. And he's kind of boring. Uh, I mean, the, the music's great, but he's boring. So, yeah, there you go. I had this on my honorable honorable mentions and it was only the bias of my love for this film of why I didn't put him on there. I, I, I have no arguments to what you're saying, but I just didn't put him on there. Cause uh, the uh, I, I'm totally biased. That was the only reason. <laughs> All right. What's your number three? My number three is screen slaver from Incredibles two. Ah, okay. So I, I had I had a long thought process um, this whole week preparing for this episode, mm-hmm. and or not I'm not preparing for this episode. Just you know, I think a lot because I'm you know a, a a thinker about random Disney things. And I went, why do I love Incredibles, but are am just kind of eh on Incredibles two? And I determined that it was because of the villain. That Screenslaver just, I I don't know if they're trying to like make a point of like screens are bad and we're a slave to our screens and they're trying to like connect with their, it's it's this weird villain. And and then when, again, the big reveal of who it is, the reasoning is just kind of like, okay, kind of, but that's, I, 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 I get what happened to you, but this was how you responded. It feels like this was not the correct, uh, not the correct thing to do. So I, I really think that that the reason why I don't like Incredibles two as much is because of this villain. Yeah, Screenslaver reminds me of Scarecrow from Batman for some reason. Ah, he's kind of got that vibe. It's that geeky, you know, I've been wronged. You know, I want to prove what I can. I don't know. I just, I agree. Screen, it's funny. Remember the other day when we were having a conversation about The Incredibles 2 and we were talking about we couldn't really remember how Incredibles 2 wound up or how it ended until you just mentioned Screen Slaver. I forgot about him as a villain anyway. Like that, that, that tells you he's forgettable. So, yeah, just, yeah, just didn't. Whereas I think also by juxtaposition, I think Syndrome is a really good villain. Absolutely. I understand. I understand his motives. They make sense in in terms of the narrative. He's this grandiose figure. I love it. And so 
and that that enhances that movie so much that then this one just falls flat because it doesn't have that villain enhancement. They would have they would have done better if they would have kept the underminer um in Incredibles 2 and figured out a way to make him come back or something and as opposed to doing the screen slaver thing. I, I I it was just it was a weird introduction. I agree with you on that. Um okay, so I know we got your number two. So you've got yes, one left, so. right? Yeah, I got so one left, and I guarantee do you don't have. I shouldn't say. Wanna, I, I shouldn't say guarantee. I'm pretty sure you don't have them on your list. Do you want to do your number one, or do you want me to do? No, my number go two for first? it. Okay, so I'm going to do my number two. So my number two is a Pixar. It's Gabby Gabby from Toy Story Four. Ah. Um, I think again we get back to this thing where Disney has pumped the brakes and said we're not going to make true villains. We're going to make a villain that eventually become is redeemed and makes you want to fall in love with this villain who's no longer a villain becomes kind of a hero. And Gabby Gabby kind of becomes that she, she gets her happy ending in the end. And, and she's, she's while she's a villain and she's played up as a villain, you know, in the pre in the trailer and all the promotion material at the end of the day, you end up loving her and, and she's not a villain after all. And I think for that reason, um, she doesn't really deserve the title of villain. So I think for that reason, she's on the list. Yeah. And, and really her arc is also not one that I'm super in love with. Um, maybe, maybe that resonates with more people, but I, you know, we didn't have really any Gabby Gabby stuff when Toy Story 4 came out in the Disney store. And I had one or two guests say, hey, where's the Gabby Gabby stuff? But I didn't have a ton of people come in and be like, where's the Gabby Gabby stuff? Whereas by way of contrast, Lotso, one of our top selling plush. Still is. Yeah. <laughs> Still is. All right. Number one. You want me to go or you want to go? Uh, your your choice. All right. Well, uh, I'll go and then you do yours. So my number one is man. Man from Bambi. Man. Because he shoots Bambi's mom. He's man. That's my number one. Also, also that he is just man. He's just man. <laughs> He's just man. You never see him. He shoots Bambi's mom. He is literally the most hated human in the history of animation. And every every child goes through that rite of passage of watching Bambi's mom get shot by man. Except and you, 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 you've never I, seen this movie. Correct? I, refuse, I refuse to do it. I refuse to see it. I know the seed. I know the seed. I've seen the seed on YouTube. I, I just, I won't watch the movie. I won't because of, of man. Wow. <laughs> so, so man was the first villain on my list and, and yep, there it was. So like, there's no way you would watch this movie. Like nothing, nothing would cause you to watch this movie. You'd have to sit me down and put some kind of a, you know, uh, uh, you'd have to shoot me with some kind of a tranquilizer and pry my eyes open. To watch okay. It. How much money would I have to pay you? <laughs> it's man. Man kills Bambi's mom. So that's my number one. Uh, no, I, uh, um, that was honestly not on my list, but again, honorable mention here's, here's why I didn't put him on the list because he was so lame of a character. I was like, he doesn't even deserve to be on the list. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. What's your number one? I'm curious. My number one is Edgar Balthazar from Aristocats. Okay. I I've never seen the movie, so have at it. All right. So, um, 
for those of you that don't know, uh, this is the butler of the old woman who owns all of these cats. And this <laughs> butler thinks that because this the the heiress is single and and he's served loyally for many years so he believes that he is going to inherit the estate until he learns that the estate is given to the cats oh yes so uh he decides that he is going to get rid of the cats and so the reason that he is the lamest villain is because he is defeated by cats and any villain that gets defeated by cats is really lame. Why do I have the theme song memories in the back of my mind from cats right now? <laughs> I mean, if you get defeated by those cats, that's even lamer. But uh, the fact that uh, the, the fact that he's just he, he's he's not compelling at all. Um, like Aristocats has some very fun moments, like the the mm-hmm. song "Everybody Wants to Be a Cat." I think is a, a very fun number. Oh yeah. Um, even O'Malley is uh, you know voiced by the same guy that does Baloo, and and so he's got this very fun O'Malley the Alley Cat, and um, yeah, yeah. it's a very fun song. But the villain just a the fact that he can't figure out how to get rid of cats means he's obviously really not that intelligent. And then defeated by cats is just 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 hilarious. So, yes, he was my number one, number one, because he was defeated by cats. Well, then it has been an interesting uh, trip with bear and man and (laughs) demon (laughs) and butler defeated by cats there it is (laughs) so i I think this i think this gives a i think this gives a broader point really fast before we go that the the main thing with a lot of these villains was they're just one dimensional and we want villains that just have a little bit more different sides to them i think we want villains who in some ways some way even if for a fleeting moment you can empathize with them briefly, you can understand their perspective. If you think about the common thread among everybody on your list and everybody on, our, on my list, you can't empathize with them. You, you, can't, you can't even briefly understand their point of view where villains like Ursula, you can maybe understand why she does what she does or, you know, scars why he wants to be, you know, all powerful. I mean, who hasn't dreamed of wanting to be the all powerful person in their circle of friends or whatever, you know, those are, those are things. I think if we're honest with ourselves, everybody has those, those, um, has those, you know, can sometimes can empathize with that where these villains, they're sometimes they're just put there to be there. And I think you're right. They're one dimensional. And for that reason, they're either lame or they didn't, move the story along at all (laughs) or whatever. So I think this was a fun list. I think this was a good list. So our question to you is, did we leave anybody out? I mean, Matt, we only had, was it one crossover? Yeah, it was Taka. So we, we really don't like Taka. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy that we only had one crossover, but all right. It is closing time. If you would like to get a hold of us, please find us on Facebook. We have our own private Facebook group. It's actually not private. It's public. Um, Facebook, it's a beers and ears podcast. So find us search for us. Um, we post a lot of fun in there, do surveys from time to time You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at beers ears, 1928. 
can also email us at beersandears1928 at gmail.com. By the way, I know we've said this before, but it's been a long time since we said that. The reason for that 1928, it's not like we, you know, the 1928th Beers and Ears podcast out there. No, 1928 is the year that Disney was founded. Uh, the Walt Disney Brothers Studios was founded. So that's why we chose that date. So in case you're ever wondering why, that that's what that is. Um, and then, of course, email us, beersandears1928 at gmail.com. Um, rate and review us. Five stars helps us along the way and, and gets us out there in front of other people. In fact, it's been a while, Matt. I'm going to look real quick to see if there's any any reviews on there that we could say thank you to. I just thought there is a, there, there is a new one. Um, I'm going to pull it I, up here real quick. Oops. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to play the video. Ed, edit some of this out. <laughs> well, it's okay. People need to know this. So it looks like we got 24 reviews. Um, oh, yeah, right here. Uh, Kevin L., do this see all kevin l says this is a great disney podcast uh it not only covers the parks but also uh covers the movies and merchandise their episodes on the mcu were a great way to recap the infinity uh, war saga um i don't know if we ever got to melissa c's uh she gave us five stars she said very fun and informational i know we covered scott's on here before um let's see here yeah so oh yeah so yeah we're good we got like 24 reviews i wanted to just say thank you because uh for the most part they're all five stars so we truly do appreciate that so thank you uh for for being on and reviewing us uh matt closing time let's raise our glasses this episode has been on us and we will see you next time have a great one everybody thank you bye